Little Hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. This is the Nikki X Happy Hour. Your hosts today are Lee Vowell. I should call on Chuck D on the ship. And Todd Vandenberg. I'm mimosa for guys. I'm, I'm, I'm choking back the tears of joy thinking of a mimosa for guys. The greatest guys in the world. Well, everybody thanks me at once. And welcome to the Happy Hour with Rob, Todd, and Lee. We haven't done this in several years. Rob and Todd will be excellent. I will be very rusty, and you won't want to listen to my part, so hopefully Rob will edit that part out. Anyway, how are you, is, Rob is, and Todd? Is that why the, the beard is kind of that color now? Well, is this being on video? Well, I, I thought it was just a podcast like audio. I didn't know. Oh, no, 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 there's no video. It's just so we can tell when to interrupt each other. Oh, actually, yeah. No, no, it's actually video, but no audio. It's for the lip readers. How did we ever do this without looking at each other? Like, we must have been very good listeners back in 1880 when we were actually doing this podcast. We, we practiced. And then we talked over each other a lot. You just forgot. <laughs> we <that>. did. <laughs> well, actually, the funny thing is when we did this show, the the people who were guests on the show who we couldn't see, we didn't talk over. But yet when Todd, Todd and I were face-to-face, we'd talk over each other all the time, which made no sense whatsoever. And In it was the like, same room and everything. Exactly. Like, literally, almost kissing. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm the one who's had a beer. What the hell is going on tonight? I've stopped having beer and just have vodka now at this point. So uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, we're here to talk uh, short segments, uh, short segments, whatever the hell I'm saying, 30 minutes or so to uh, to get Joe Biden elected and maybe Rob Steele as a representative in Georgia. Who knows? <laughs> And <laughs> and Todd in Florida because anything's possible in in 2020 or whatever. Apparently so, it is. I actually had to look at my driver's license last night for because I had to validate something, and I swear I read that it, my license expired last month. No, wait, it says 2021. I'm still good. It just feels like it's that long. When's your birthday? Does uh, year after yours? No, I mean your your birthday month because doesn't it expire on your birthday? month yeah last month gosh um um, time has flown by i thought that was like six months ago i always wonder if there's these people on facebook or whatever who actually just re-edit their birthdays so every month they have a different day because there's some people i see on facebook and they're like i think they just had a birthday but there's no way to verify it well one of my friends in germany is uh who i know is younger than me her facebook account says she's 136 (laughs) i'm like no. Yeah. I realize you look like you've aged, but not that much. That's right. Well, she's certainly not African-American because uh, black don't crack, as our friend Melvin Jackson would say. But uh, speaking of African-American people, what do you think about Joe Biden's comment as far as people who are African-American and vote for Trump ain't black? That was the, You can cut this part out. That's the first segue I've done in like seven <laughs> years. It's like, wow, that wasn't too bad. He he claimed that that was an off-the-cuff satiric remark, which, okay, I can kind of buy that, but, man, that was a stupid thing to say. Um, However, exactly. Both of your comments. Whatever. He did say it right to the guy that he's talking to. And Nikki Haley had the gall to complain about it. It It's like, excuse me, who did you work for? For? Oh, the guy Nikki who, X Haley, by the way, I believe Nikki X Haley. Uh, no, we don't want any part of that. We don't want to sully our brand when we when we talk about uh, God jokes and 
So God walks. You need to tell that joke at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one back. Yeah. Anyway, remember it first. Yeah. So for Nikki Haley to talk about, oh, how could Joe Biden say this? Is like, listen, who, who on earth did you work for? I mean, this guy. Wow. I mean, is he not the poster? I mean, don't they have his face on KKK recruiting posters at this point? I mean, they probably do, literally do. And you have the gall to say that Joe Biden is racist? It's like he made a stupid comment. I don't really think he can say that's racist. And he apologized for it. Something that, let me see, how many times has Trump apologized? Oh, probably not since he was, I don't know, 47 and apologized to mama for wetting the bed. It's probably the last time he apologized. Did he do a true apology? Yeah. I don't think he did it then. That's fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Undoubtedly. I I mean, I, I guess he shouldn't have said it because, you know, because people buy into whatever they want to buy in, and and Trump's base will will look at that comment and try to spin it because they're they're better spinners. (laughs) Ha ha. African American group, better spinners. Then, uh, yeah, they are, and uh, then then the Democrats are, but at least when he said what he said, he immediately quantified why he said it, which is Correct. you know NAACP has has backed me and blah blah blah, and he and he had a good point, and he also was he also was being very Joe Biden, which is kind of off the cuff, like you said, Todd, right, and the fact that. That's how he was all his career before he was VP under Obama, and then Obama probably rightfully kind of toned him down a little bit, right. and then, but then in the in the um, Democratic uh, debates, he didn't really stand out very much. I mean, he looked slow, but when you get him like one on one, he's okay. Like the guy when he stood up in front of that construction worker and was you know kind of cussed at him. Whatever right. he's feisty, which I think is good because the Democrats need that because Trump's going to be a little feisty. Right. And then in the debate, my concern is that when we get to the debates, um, that Biden's feistiness seems to go away. And if he's like that one on one in a debate against Trump leading up to the election, he'll look kind of he'll look like old, you know, old everything that Trump says Biden is, and he's not. But right. That's my fear is how he'll look, and then. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind him being feisty, especially. And he says things. He misspeaks a lot, obviously, he and he always has since he was probably forty-seven years old, but um, or six. But that's just Joe Biden. And if he's feisty against Trump, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I don't think what he said was in context. Well, in context, it was wrong. In depth, it was not. So. We'll see. And it seems to have gone away a little bit, right? I'm probably bringing it up more than anybody has in a week or something. It's gone away a lot, right, because of the defenses we're just talking about. It's like, well, okay, Uh, compared to what Trump has said, which is there's no comparison to that, Biden apologized, and Biden has a point. He stated it incorrectly, but if you are an African-American, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to support a president who has done pretty much everything he can to hold you back makes zero sense. So that kind of goes for everyone who is not rich and white. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, we, were, we were talking about this in pre-pro. I the did. whole concept. <laughs> the whole concept of oh, I'm going to support the the massively wealthy because they have everything in common with me. Oh, actually, they don't except my skin tone. Makes no sense at all. How does he? How has he fooled for the last? For five years, going back to when he actually originally ran, he's fooled people into who who live in an impoverished state into thinking, "Oh, this guy's on my side," because he tells them that he is. And they're I just blame that. Mitch McConnell. I mean, anybody well, we we all have family members, right, and friends that are. Trump I don't supporters. have any friends, but that's okay. Okay, so some of us have family members, <laughs> and Rob has friends. Uh, you know, no, support, I've, I've got family members who support that, Trump. That support Trump. And all the family members I have are very good, decent people, yet they support an extremely indecent, whatever he is, he's not a human. So he's an expert con man. Absolutely an expert one of con man. Saying he's indecent, I, I get, but a lot of the adjectives I've heard to describe him I can't use anymore because we say, oh, he's an idiot. To me, that's insulting to idiots. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's an asshole. No, there are some assholes that, you know, I'm going to mention TV characters and stuff, but like uh, Patrick Jane for The Mentalist, he was an asshole. Uh, George Carlin and Jimmy Carr were, uh, they're assholes. But you know what? They're fun assholes, so it's fine. He's just full blown, gone. He, ha- he he has to be an adjective now. Trump has to be the adjective for what he is. Everything else is insulting to whatever else the adjective is that you're using. I'd in say, my head, I'd say that's pretty valid. Well, yeah, I mean, there there has to be somebody who's. I, mean, I don't think Biden's the guy, and I think if if we're in a different, I don't, I don't know, I don't know which era, like. Well, if he was running against Obama, he'd look like a complete idiot. Or if he was running against Bill Clinton, he would look like a, a complete idiot. Right. But, or mean, at least a partial one. Yeah. Well, and, and controlling the narrative is, is you're a president. You can do that a lot easier. But there has to be somebody out there smart enough. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's Biden that just – or maybe Biden needs to hire um, – crap uh, – Carville back from uh, – yeah. <laughs> And just like take control of like at least the democratic narrative and and say hey you know this is and just just vent I mean just spew because that's what Trump does just have somebody on your side who's just willing to almost cross the line and just what you're saying and just then be that guy for the campaign because I don't think Biden's going to do it he can do it at times but he can't do it but. I mean, Trump's base has has responded to the fact that he is uh, vitriolic, stupid. He's stupid. They've responded to that. Uh, they've responded to the fact that he gets away with saying things that no other president in the United States history Very has ever few said. Other people. True. True president. Exactly. People. Very right. true. Of famous people. Correct. Um, unless it's Todd. And then, um, true, true. you know, it's just. I, the stuff he puts on Twitter and and just that how people swallow it all and be like, don't even think about the fact that oh, this doesn't really have any basis in fact, and just like oh, and then they defend it. Oh, well, he said it, so it's just fact. Like the whole, how many times right. have we gone back and forth on COVID nineteen with him? I mean, right. since 
he he's changed his narrative on what he said or what di- what he didn't say so many times. It's like regardless of the video. Yeah, and people like they still buy into it. I don't get it. They still buy yeah. into the fact that like well you can like Rob just said you can see the video on what he's saying, and then two months later he's saying he didn't say it, and I'm like, yeah. how did we get to this point? He he speaks. I think he speaks to their maybe and in some cases subconscious fear. Ms. Cooper, the the new the newest Karen, who called nine one one to report that she was in danger from an African American man because he said uh, you need to put your dog on your leash. <laughs> yep, she didn't apologize, but and she apologized. She had a good apology for it, but she should have obviously never done it. But she at least came back and acknowledged the fact that she was completely wrong. And she still got fired as she should have because as she should have. Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, I feel in danger because there's someone who doesn't look like me." That's who wow. Trump speaks to, and it's so frustrating. You know, I have family members who talk about, "Oh, they don't want to drive through that area because it's a bad neighborhood." Like, hmm, I wonder what they mean by that. And it's like, oh, I know what kind of a neighborhood they're talking about. Those people don't look like them. So that, therefore, that's a bad neighborhood. Did you look at crime statistics? Maybe it's Michael Jackson type of it is. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> and it's so frustrating and irritating. It's like it, he deals in this xenophobia. He hypes. He can't say the word or doesn't know what it means, but that's what he deals in. Uh, you mentioned Twitter, Lee, you know, this ridiculous crap because Twitter finally, finally, finally called him out on one of his, I don't know, how many lies is he up to now? 38,000? Is he over 40,000? So they called him up called him up for <laughs> one of his lies. He immediately has a temper tantrum. And today he signs an executive order that he wants oversight of social media platforms. And depending on what they invest, what the investigation finds, they may suspend those platforms. So he's complaining about violation of First Amendment's rights, which, of course, his First Amendment rights were not violated whatsoever. You don't have the right to say whatever the hell you want. The government can't keep you from saying what you want. So now he actively signs into effect a law which will abridge First Amendment rights. That's how stupid this bastard is. On the bright side, they did, they have announced, the Republicans have announced that they agree with the Democrats that that's bullshit, and it ain't gonna happen, right? And so, the FTC would would be one of the agencies that would enforce that, and they operate independently of the cabinet. They ain't got to yeah. do what he says. <laughs> Plus, he's saying it on a forum that's you know not a public forum. And how did we find this out? He tweeted it. Oh, yeah. well, of course. And Twitter's right. always been his best friend up until yeah. this point, right? Because that's the platform he uses to to uh, everything. Yeah, right. all the shit. That's where it goes. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, the stuff he says is, man, I mean, like, if you were five <laughs> years old, you you would say it. If you were in eighth grade, you might actually be a little bit more mature than to say some of the stuff he says on Twitter. It's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I was hearing that you know, Twitter is the favorite place for Trump and teenage girls to go. <laughs> I've got three girls uh some of them are beyond teenager. One of them's not quite there yet. But all three of them put together, not you know, put all of their tweets together. You're still going to have to add like seven or eight zeros to the end of it to get close to Trump. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, I have a twelve year old, and she 
could care less if Twitter exists because that's not yeah, her, that's not going to be her platform. That's never going to be a platform, probably. No. Twitter's going to be outdated by the time she gets to be sixteen or seventeen. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Has COVID nineteen affected you guys? You you doing anything differently? I mean, other than obviously wearing masks when you go out or staying in. Any anybody been affected in your life or anything you're doing differently as far as work goes? I actually know somebody who who had it a while ago. Um, thankfully, he got over it. Yay! But he 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 was fucked up for a while. Go oh. figure. Um, and yeah, that because my wife works with the military still, there's a lot of restrictions that go on with it. Um, like if we travel more than a hundred miles from the base where she is, uh, she's not allowed to come back to work for two weeks because you have to be quarantined. And that uh, goes the same if some, you know, if uh, her brother was supposed to come down and he lives, I think it's 400 miles away. He can't because then we would have to be quarantined again. Uh, well, actually, he can. It just screws us up. So, you know, uh, not none of our family is actually in the area where we live. So we can't see them until this is over with. Uh, and actually, I saw this earlier and I wanted to point this out because this is bizarre to me. Um, the highest average daily growth rates uh, for COVID uh, by city. And I thought this was weird because New York on this list is 289th, which is kind of terrifying. The num is, number one is apparently uh, Fayetteville or Springdale, Arkansas, which I <laughs> guess is a city. I don't After know. that poll scene that they showed on national news where people were yeah. congregating. I guess that maybe it was in Missouri, but Arkansas, Missouri, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number two is Sherman, Denison, Texas. I'd like if they had one. Pick, pick a name, folks. Because <laughs> the next one is Hanford, Cochran, California. Uh, number four is Yuma, Arizona. Number five surprised me. It's Chattanooga. Yeah. Huh. I saw Chattanooga is pretty high on the list. Um, and I think number 11 is uh, Dalton, Georgia. And that's between – I have to go through both of those to get to my yeah. family. Yeah, it's so, really close to Chattanooga, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, COVID, uh, I actually felt fairly, not terribly ill, but like under the weather. And I didn't, wasn't running any fever, but I was short of breath. I'm still a little short of breath than I normally am. Like, go for a bike ride, carry my bike up, and I'd be like out of breath. And this was a couple of weeks ago. And it took me like literally half an hour to feel back to normal. Went on a bike ride the next day, never could really catch my breath again. I mean, not like panting, but just like, having to take a deep breath. And that lasted for about 10 days. So I said, you know, I think I'll get tested. Tested came up negative, but I still think maybe I had it. But if I did, whatever I had, I'm pretty much over now, close. But yeah, we've been working from home for about 75 days now. Uh, we possibly will go back sometime soon because I work for a private school and they were doing it county by county as they should. And like I said, Palm Beach County is still pretty high infection rates. Um, but they're saying that they won't require the kids to wear masks. And it's like, okay, I'm not really sure if I want to go back if you're not going to have people coming in not wearing masks. Uh, because that's the whole point is you wear a mask so you don't spread it to somebody else more so than you wear a mask to make sure you don't get it. Um, a couple acquaintances of mine both had family members 
pass away from this, which is that's lovely. Our friend Big Mike, I don't know if he saw this, Lee. But, I did, yeah. Yeah, that, that he tested positive for it, and luckily he's fine. But, yeah, so, you know, when there's over 100,000 deaths and people are blowing this off like it's no big deal because, oh, well, this study says the infection rate's not that bad. It's like, okay. 100,000 people. The last thing I saw, the cases that have come to completion, 17% of the completion was death. That's pretty high. And, you know, they can talk about, well, it's like, okay, we're going to figure that 10 times as many people actually have it as have been tested because we're not testing as much as we should. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay, so maybe maybe the mortality rate is lower. It's still miles beyond H1N1, swine flu, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, that's like two, two hundredths of a percent was the mortality rate for swine flu. Not two percent, two hundredths of one percent. So people treating this like this is no big deal is extremely frustrating. I find it somewhat ironic and extraordinarily annoying that a lot of the people who are complaining about, oh, 100,000 deaths, yeah, whatever, are the same people who were bitching about the four people who died in Benghazi. Yeah. You know, and, uh, oh, horrible, 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 four people died. Oh, 100,000? Eh, pff, who cares? I, I, I don't see how that... That works. Yeah, that math doesn't work well, does it? It's yeah. common core, you bastards. Oh, math is hard. <laughs> math is hard for Republicans. So <clears throat> I guess we'll, we'll end the show with this. So, uh, you know, just a little short sports segment. Do you guys miss sports? I mean, what do you think about baseball? Baseball, baseball has somehow, as opposed to most of the other major sports, Bundesliga has come back and done really well. Um, I think the other sports like NHL are actually approaching this in the right way. Major League Baseball, who, and we all love baseball, um, but it still seems to always shoot itself in the foot. And they seem to have just mangled this whole thing as far as how they're coming back and what they're going to do and how they're going to do when they do what they do. Uh, any yes, thoughts on it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least the other sports, the NFL is the NFL, you know, the biggest sport, biggest Sport in America, and they held their draft, and they did it in a good way, actually. Right. And and they are approaching the season in the right way. The NHL, NBA is thinking about just coming back to Disney World or Disneyland, wherever they're doing. Right. And they're right. doing it in a in the right way, and they're getting a sponsor doing it. And baseball is just like, eh, we'll play in Arizona. It's like, what? And they don't even know the owners are like, maybe we'll play pay the players this much. And the, I mean, it's such a mess. Yeah, what's wrong with baseball? And we were, and, go ahead. We were just talking about this again. Hi Ted, in pre pro, that uh, you know first. Ted is currently unavailable. Please don't <laughs> the sound of the tone. The players agreed to work for a prorated salary, which makes sense. It's like how many ever games we we play, that's what you're going to pay us because that makes perfect sense. And now the owners have come back with another proposal, even though they agreed to this. Now they want to do a sliding scale where the people who make the most money take the biggest percentage pay cut, which is kind of nice, except that's just going to wind up putting more money in the owner's pockets. So exactly. you, you already agreed. So what are you doing this shit for? Like you said, Lee, he's like, why don't you focus on where we're going to play games, when they're going to happen? That's one advantage the NFL has over all of them. They don't have to play until late August. I mean, they have to have At training least. and all the rest of it. But, right, if if they start, they're not running two months behind already like baseball is. 
So baseball, it hit at exactly the worst possible time for baseball. Not that that's the issue with COVID-19, but as far as baseball is concerned, it's like the timing couldn't have been worse. But like you said, they sure are doing everything they can to make it even worse than it needs to be. I was like, get your act together. You had, you got an agreement on the pay. Stop trying to get more money out of the players because that's ridiculous. And come up with a plan. No, you're not going to play in front of crowds. Don't be stupid. You know, so UFC took some heat because they came back already, but they're in empty arenas. And it's a little weird not to have a crowd noise at first, but you can hear everything, which in a way is it makes it a completely different event. Uh, one of the fighters after after a fight, he thanked one of the commentators because he was commenting about how, wow, he really needs to check those kicks. I don't know why he's not doing it. And he heard him. The fighter heard the commentator <laughs> because no one is screaming. So he started working on checking the kicks in the second third round. He was like, what the hell? And they were laughing about it afterwards. It's like, man, I'm going to have to watch what I'm saying. And then the lead commentator, Joe Rogan, said, oh, come on, man. You just got to say what you're going to say. You can't just stop it. But uh, Have you watched any wrestling without the – Yeah, I wrestling is a – It's not necessarily a sport, but bite me. Wrestling is uh, totally, totally bizarre without a crowd. One of the first things I saw uh, was an AEW uh, match – and they were absolutely not used to not having a crowd. So he did the uh, massive close. Some guy did a massive clothesline and knocked his opponent down, and they stayed on the ground. And he turned around and started to play up to the audience, and then had to the <laughs> like, "Oh shit, no one's here." <laughs> like six people. <laughs> it's kind of like the Nikki X Happy Hour fan base. Ah. <laughs> very true. Very true. We're waiting for the massive pop. <laughs> We're going to sign Zach Ryder and get a, get some fans, man. <laughs> that's, that's right. We're going to pay pay Twitter or pay some base to uh, get us more followers on Twitter, and then Trump will be upset when he shuts it down. So. No, anyway, really. that's our show. I was, uh, am I much alive? Am I much louder? Does this sound better? I should have talked like this the whole show. You, you look like you're eating your microphone, but that's okay. I was say, actually, my Leah's, microphone looks black, but it ain't black. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say Leah's filleting the mic, so there we go. <laughs> As always. <laughs> that's our show. That is indeed our show. If you enjoyed our lovely show, tune in in another seven years, and we'll be back with another episode. Actually, probably be sooner than that. Much sooner. Hopefully next week. In theory, on paper. You ever listen to a podcast on paper? It sounds very weird. Uh, it's scratchy. Really scratchy. <laughs>